Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about our live stream church services, the Walk in Truth podcast, how to donate, and how to find us on social media when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 3, 23 through 29, called Heirs According to the Promise. Anywhere you go in the world, anywhere you go in the city, anywhere you go in the state, you meet another Christian, what do you know immediately? We're family. We call each other brother and sister. Why? Because we're related. It's awesome. For you, 26, are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. You're all sons, daughters. 25, now that faith has come, we're no longer under a tutor. I told you, once the tutor had done his job, once the young person grew up and put on the toga, the tutor wasn't needed anymore. If you're 20 years old, hopefully your parents don't have to call a babysitter for you. Can I get a witness? Some of you still need babysitters at 20 years old, but that's another story. Anyway, what does that mean? What does it mean that once faith comes, we're no longer under a tutor? It means that the law was part of the old covenant. It was the old revelation. Now we've come to Christ. We're not under the weight of the tutor in terms of thinking that that can save us. We're sons, daughters of the Most High God, and the channel by which that birth is realized is faith. For all of you, 27, who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. You can think of that toga image there because this refers to a change of garments. All of you who are baptized into Christ have put on Christ, New King James. The fact that in this chapter, faith is mentioned 15 times and baptism only once should make us consider strongly that baptism is simply a picture of salvation and is not salvation itself. However, quoting from a commentary, for the earliest Christians, repentance, faith, and conversion and baptism were often experienced as a single event or a package deal, if you will. Baptism was the Christian rite of initiation into the church. This writer says, perhaps in our attempt to emphasize that baptism doesn't save you, we've downplayed baptism into relative insignificance. Let me explain. Water of baptism doesn't save you. Christ saves you. But Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And throughout church history, my understanding of church history is that your baptism was the main time that you gave a public confession that you identified with Christ, you were one with him clothed with Christ, and that you identified with his people or his body. The 3,000 people that got saved on the day of Pentecost baptized. Why? 
because it was a way to show that you were clothed with Christ. And you go into the waters of baptism, it, scholars say that it's the big, the big theme is identification with Christ, with his death, burial, and resurrection. You go under the water, kind of the old person goes under the water, the new person, newness of life in Christ comes out, clothed, immersed with Christ. You with me? So we should make sure that people understand baptism doesn't save you. But if you're a believer and you haven't been baptized, you, you need to get in some water, man. <laughs> you do. Because it's obedience to Christ. You say, well, if it's not necessary for salvation, why should I do it? Because it's necessary for obedience. And if Jesus is your Lord, then you obey him. Amen? So you get before a congregation, you go down into the water. I had the privilege of baptizing multiple people in the Jordan River, our last uh, trip to Israel. I was baptized. Uh, my wife and I were baptized when we first became Christians. And I have to confess that uh, in, in my early years as a Christian, I was a rocky Christian. <laughs> I was trying to live for Jesus, but... <laughs> Oh, there were lots of struggles, and I'm sure you could relate. So our last trip to Israel, I, I had been considering my own baptism, and John the Beloved happened to be at the, he was helping me baptize people, and uh, uh, Brian, Fireman Brian was there, and uh, I turned to Fireman Brian, and I said, baptize me. <laughs> He's like, what? What? <laughs> Okay, and he did the, and down into the Jordan River went Pastor Michael. Praise the Lord. And I just felt like I needed to do that because I was at a place in my own life where I just wanted to say, Lord, I belong. I belong to you. This is a picture of identity. When I go down into the waters of baptism, it's a picture of my sins being washed away the, by the blood of Jesus. Coming up out of the water, it's a picture of walking now in a new life, Romans 6, 4. Amen? Isn't it exciting when people get baptized up here? It's so cool because it tells you something so beautifully significant has happened in their life. And so... This is, this is what it means for us to be believers. We've been clothed with Christ, with his righteousness. Think of that thief on the cross. The righteousness of Jesus came to his life, not because he was a good guy or had hit the mark. No, he was dying for a capital crime, but he had placed faith in Jesus. 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. Here's the conclusion. There's neither slave nor free man. These were big categories in the ancient world. Jew or Greek, about half the Roman population was in some sort of servitude, slave or free man. And another big category, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now I just said to you, and I think this is important to understand, that even though we have new identities and we're a new community and family in Christ, we haven't stopped being the things that we once were. See, I'm still Italian, even though I'm a Christian. Still Jew or Gentile. I'm still a male. <laughs> male and female. In the ancient world, there were still free and slave. 
In our day, you could say it could be some different categories, but here's the point. It could be uh, an ethnic difference. You still retain those things, but something bigger has happened in your life. Amen? You belong to the family of God. And I say this to emphasize that there's some goofy arguments in the church based upon Galatians 3.28 that basically, well, now that we're all in Christ, all bets are off. No, they're still male and female. That hasn't changed. But what supersedes that is our Lord Jesus Christ. And in the ancient world, Jews used to pray, oh God, thank you that I'm not a woman. <laughs> and I'm not kidding around. Thank you that I'm not a slave. And thank you that I'm not a Gentile. That's the morning prayer. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine the mindset that that puts into people towards others. And so we know in our culture now there's all these uh, debates and, and people look at the church and they wonder, is the church different? For example, is there racism in the church? Some people have said 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings is the most divided hour of the week in our country. And I think that's accurate. However, I do know that right now on a Sunday morning, there's a Filipino congregation or Sunday afternoon that meets at our other location. And that's fine. I talked to a man who is pastor or rabbi over a Jewish messianic congregation. You've met, so many of you have met Rabbi Robert. And they meet on Saturdays. And that's great. But you know what? The church should be a place that no matter who you are, male, female, whatever your ethnic background is, dot, 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 walk it out. It makes no difference because we are one in Jesus, clothed with Christ, and one new community. Amen? And for the evangelical church, it would do us well to see that we need to see people through Christ and ourselves as well. See, how we look at other people says a lot about who we are and what we believe. And we live in a culture right now where, you know, people have had to fight for rights. And women in the church have sometimes felt like they just get brushed aside. But you know, women in the church have been the backbone of the church. Oftentimes I see women coming to the church without their husbands. It'll happen next Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday. Why? Because the men have to watch seven hours of pregame while they eat their Cheetos. <laughs> well, let's find out another angle about the game that's going to happen at 3.30 in the afternoon. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now, if your team's in the Super Bowl, you'll be there with the Cheetos. Chiefs fans. It's been 50 years for the Chiefs. Come on. Anyway. And if you're a 49ers fan, we'll just pray for you. That's all we can do. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was just talking about us not worrying about things of division anymore. That's why people can come in here with their Packers jerseys and the Chiefs jerseys and the Raiders jerseys and we go, oh God, help me love that person. <laughs> 
final verse. Because <laughs> I know you can't take much more. And if you belong to Christ, do you see who you belong to? If you're his, you belong to him. And he to you. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful, and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate. Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Michael Lance serves as senior pastor, must resort to live streaming their Wednesday night and Sunday morning services. If your church isn't able to live stream their service, we invite you to fellowship with us from the comfort of your home during this unfortunate time. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Wait a minute! Hold on! Now, if your team's in the Super Bowl, you'll be with the Cheetos. Chiefs fans. It's been 50 years for the Chiefs. Come on! Anyway... And if you're a 49ers fan, we'll just pray for you. That's all we can do. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was just talking about us not worrying about things of division anymore. That's why people can come in here with their Packers jerseys and the Chiefs jerseys and the Raiders jerseys. And we go, oh, God, help me love that person. <laughs> Final verse. <laughs> Because I know you can't take much more. <laughs> and if you belong to Christ, do you see who you belong to? If you're his, you belong to him. And he to you. Then you are, and this has been the question that Paul's been digging out. Who is Abraham's offspring? People that get circumcised? People that keep the food laws? People that uh, keep Sabbath? No, if you belong to Christ, you are what? Abraham's offspring, and what are you? You're an heir according to the promise. A new community, a common destiny. I want to show you a verse in Hebrews, and then Pastor Michael promises he's done. Go over to Hebrews 6. This is to the right in your Bible. Hebrews chapter 6. 
And if the worship team can hear my voice, if you guys would come on up. Hebrews 6. Verse 11. I'll go back to verse 10. Hebrews 6.10. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward Him, toward His name, in having ministered and in still ministering to the saints. 11. Hebrews 6.11. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. All the way back to Genesis 15, which we studied. Saying, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply you. And thus, having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. For men swear by one greater than themselves, and with them an oath given as confirmation is an end of every dispute. In the same way, God, desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath, in order that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we may have strong encouragement. We who have fled for refuge in laying hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast, and one which enters within the veil. Lord God, we thank you so much for Jesus, our great high priest, Thank you that by placing faith in Jesus, we can be right with you. We can be a co-heir with Christ. We can inherit all the promises. You will see us safely home to your heavenly kingdom. And Abraham was able to see the promises, but yet from a distance. But he was looking for a city whose foundations and builder is God. And Abraham left his homeland and he didn't know where he was going, but he trusted you. And in Genesis 15, he saw you uh, make an unconditional covenant with him. Really by yourself, Lord. You couldn't swear by anybody higher, so you swore by yourself. Passing through those animal parts. And then in Genesis 22, when Abraham was willing to offer his son, you stopped him. You provided the lamb. And on that same mountain, 2,000 years later, the Lamb of God would pay that ransom price. Abraham saw the promises. He saw Jesus' day and was glad. And there are verses in Scripture that say we will sit down in the kingdom with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, co-heirs of the promise. Because they wouldn't realize the promises without your bride and it's amazing to us to think about the fact that we have a co-heir position with Abraham and Paul and Luke and John and all the saints throughout history, Lord. And if you're here and you're, you're not sure if you've made that your own, you're not sure if you've been clothed with Christ, well, you've seen the scriptures and it's just simply to place your trust in him. You got, you've got to trust him. 
And if you need to do that for the first time or maybe rededicate yourself to him, now would be that great time. And it's just something very simple. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming into this world to save me. Pray it if it's you. Thank you for securing the promise through your death on the cross in my place and your resurrection. I believe. I turn away from trying to do it on my own, trying to do it through performance or law. And I'm going to put my full trust in you just like that thief on the cross did that day. That you'd make me a co-heir with Christ, which is so humbling and amazing, Lord. And I ask that you would save me and wash away my sins and make me a new person in Christ. Clothe me with the beauty of who you are, Lord. Bring me to yourself so I belong to you and to the community of the believing saints. In Jesus' name. Father, for those who have prayed, may you bless them. And Lord, we can't help but think of the three families that lost the young men in this accident. Um, we think of the man who did this as well, Lord, and pray that he would have his eyes open to your gospel. But our thoughts and prayers right now go to those families that have lost. Thank you that they are anchored to the hope of the promise that's in Jesus. Thank you that that hope can be an anchor in the midst of the storms of this unpredictable world where we don't even know what a day is going to bring. But thank you for the hope of the promise that even death is not the end of the story. Jesus will write the end of the story. And thank you that he showed that he is true by raising from the dead. And we're humbled and grateful that you made a way for us, Lord. And I pray that you'll help us all to be anchored to that hope in a world that is often stormy. Help us to be sure and steadfast and know that you have told the truth about what you've done. And we can have great hope because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Heirs According to the Promise, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 3, 23 through 29. And don't forget, you can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you like on podcast. You can listen on our Living Truth app or on your favorite podcast app like iPodcast, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the episodes in Galatians that you might have missed. So listen to the Walk in Truth podcast while you're working from home or while you're driving or during your downtime. Also, if you listen on iTunes or iPodcast, would you please give us a rating? The more good ratings, the more people will see our program as it goes up to the top of the list. So thanks for doing that. And remember, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Pastor Michael. One of the most important things in Christ Jesus is don't forget who you are. You, if you're a believer, are an heir, a co-heir with Christ. You're going to inherit his kingdom. And maybe right now you're listening and you're sick. Maybe you've been listening to Christian radio and you have what the doctors have called a terminal disease. And you've been praying and you're not healed. Can I just say to you, you are an heir according to the promise. And God 
is true to his promises. His promises in Christ are yes and amen. And can I say, since the suicide rate is on the rise, if you're suicidal, oh, don't take your life. Please don't forget, my brother, my sister, you're an heir with Christ. You're in his family. You're going to inherit his kingdom. Hey, it's a rough patch right now. Don't you do anything to hurt yourself. Hang on. He's not going to let you go. He's going to see you through the storm. He loves you. Hey, if you need a pastor and uh, you want to talk to somebody, pray with somebody, 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. If you don't catch us, leave us a message. You can also email any prayer request to contact at walkintruth.com. I'm going to give you those two ways one more time. 844-48-TRUTH to call us or contact at walkintruth.com to email a prayer request. And we'd love to hear if you've got a praise report. If you just want to say, hey man, I was blessed by the program the other day and here's why. We love encouraging notes. We, we could use it. There's so much discouragement going on. We could all use it. Hey, tomorrow we're going to be talking about being adopted as sons uh, into the kingdom. Sons and daughters of the king goes with being an heir. And that's tomorrow. Hey, would you tell somebody about what you're hearing on this broadcast? Would you pray for us? Would you consider giving a gift today to help us expand to reach more people? You can do it all at walkintruth.com. See you tomorrow. And join us tomorrow as Pastor Michael will begin teaching in Galatians chapter 4 with a message called Adoption as Sons. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.